Hello, Sobertown. Welcome to Sobertown Podcast. Let's jump on that sober train and ride right into the incredible, wonderful world of sobriety. And today we have a special guest, not a special needs, not, not like Jerry Lewis special needs, but a special guest, Lilo. What the hey. hell? Hey, I like what you've done with the place. Like the green rooms improved. You must be making a lot of money off these podcasts. What's going on? <laughs> well, well, we did remove the brown M&Ms for you again. We're on a budget, so we left all the life-sized, um, the life-sized cutouts of you this time. But um, that was in the contract, and you agreed to it. So you just, you know. Yeah, yeah. I just have to roll with it now. You, right. You've done it once. You can't do it twice. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> so, Lee, man. Since we've had you on the last podcast, you and I have gotten along really well. We've become really good friends, in fact, and we talk all the time. And it's been really cool. And um, I've been really blessed that because you've taken a step back away from where we met, which was the IAS app, just to get uh, focus on your sobriety, pretty much, where you're at in your life, right? Yeah. Um, I always had a... A thing where um, I was worried about balance and how much time I was spending on an app and how much time I was spending on Zooms. And um, whenever I came to my year, I guess, um, and I said a speech on the Zoom call, I even then I was I was deciding, you know, how much time was I going to spend. Plus, um, after talking to you uh, and other people too, I generally needed to know what it's like to be sober and uh, out of the whole, that, not out of the community aspect, it was more like, it's like a, a mother bringing up kids and she cuts the apron strings. I needed to know what it's like to delve into sobriety with, I thought that I knew um, with on, on the sober trail that I was, it was kind of scary. But at the same time, it was something that I needed to do just to try to see how I would get on. And it's been really, really <laughs> mind-blowing. It's been cool. I've missed a lot of people. But at the same time, talking to you, uh, we've got on so well. Plus, it's um, it has really opened up a lot of doors for me to improve my sobriety. Well, you know, I, I've never known any real Irishman. I met a lot of them that like to drink green beer, but I don't think they're like real Irishmen. You know what I mean? <laughs> have, you, have, you, have you ever met a real Irishman? Can you let me know? I can <laughs> well, I'm talking to one now. And um, your sense of humor, it just cracks me up because um, the Irish people like busting people's balls, don't they? That's that is true. Yeah, we have a really weird, sick, twisted sense of humor. Yeah, I think I think I think most Irish people like if we give each other abuse, that's okay. It's whenever somebody's overly nice, that's whenever the fights break out in the pub. You know, it's like they fucking nice to me, fucking asshole, bang. <laughs> and you know, I have to tell you, I didn't get it when I first came on the app. Because I didn't get the humor because I didn't understand it. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I've grown up around a different kind of humor. But you joke around. And I think maybe uh, 
guys like me or, or others really didn't get it. But I, I think you're really missed. Uh, and your humor is missed on that app. But you've had to do what you, you wanted to do to test the waters to see where you're at in your life. And yeah. I've, I've got to watch this. And it's pretty cool because let's start off with, but let's start off with just Father's Day yesterday real quick. And, and then we'll go into everything else. How, yeah. how did that go? Father's Day for me, um, I'll start off with by saying it's pretty bittersweet. And me and you can sort of relate to this because whenever you have a father that's not there, whenever it becomes Father's Day, it's kind of bittersweet because you never got to spend that time with the original guy that should have been there. So that's that, every morning that I wake up, I always pick a different song. It's really weird. I always pick a song. So I pick, and it, you know what? I'm like a picking song, random as fuck. So I pick, pick a song and I start my day. And um, But the really cool thing for me now is by being the dad that I am, I didn't have a blueprint. I didn't have anything to go on, you know? So I create my own. And the love that I get from my children, I must be doing something right. And whenever you're saying about breaking balls, yeah, I <laughs> I got a lot of uh, my kids make me homemade cards. I was telling you uh, before this. Um, so my boys, uh, and they're fourteen. Like we're not talking like five and six year olds who just dropped these. These kids of mine still make me homemade cards, which I can't believe at times. You know how lucky I am because there's not many kids that'll sit down at fourteen. And my daughter's 15 now. And, um, and these are twins. Your boys are twins. Yeah, my boys are twins, yeah. And my 21-year-old boy, he sent me a message, which is cool for me because he normally forgets. You know, whenever they get past the teenage years, they'll, like, you know, what day is it? They can't even remember what time it is. But the boys woke up and, they, and they're giggling. They're laughing their heads off. And Amy Lee's laughing and my wife's laughing. And I'm going, what is going on? And then they presented me with these cards. And on the cards, they were like, <laughs> so much uh, abuse in <laughs> these cards. Well, read, so read, them. Me. read them. I was, I was like, um, so yeah. So Colin it says, happy Father's Day. Have a good one. It starts off well. There's like balloons on it. And there's like a best dad cup. And then I open it up. And there's a drawing of me really fat. And a big long nose, This the width of the, car, the card. <laughs> it's, uh, he just came, he, he, so he wrote um, like at the top of the page it says suspect so I'm, a, I'm the suspect and he's and it says name and it, so it's da so we, and in Ireland instead of saying dad it was, people say da stroke Lilo and then age too high to count he said Lilo yeah, he's, he, yeah he calls me which is, your, which is your stage name that's my yeah that's my showman name yeah yeah your showman <laughs> name yeah so, so he knows he, went, he gets it about the app uh, yeah, uh, oh, about yeah. your sobriety. If he if he hears mom and dad talking about Lilo or the app or Zoom meetings or you now, because sometimes if I if I'm talking to you, they'll say, "Is that the drifter guy from Arizona?" <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, you're in Ireland and I'm in friggin' Arizona. Yeah, that's, that's cool. So um, yeah, so he wrote age too high to count, lost track. This is what I have to read off my card. I'm like, okay, that'll show. Too high to count. Too high to count. Gender, 
undisclosed. Oh, I mean, shit. What, that, <laughs> this is a 14-year-old son of mine. He's talking about gender <laughs> on, my, on my Father's Day card. And it was weight, weight, infinite. So my weight is infinite. Like, and you know, I'm trying to work out. You know, I'm trying to get lose a few pounds. But that nine was, pounds. Yeah. You're trying to lose nine pounds. Nine pounds, yeah. Don't, don't, let, don't let me forget the nine pounds. But he, he's also drew a couple of really big beers, big glass beers. And that is another way of Irish people. Like, it's if you're beating something and you're doing well on something, <laughs> they they will break your balls. They would still say, like, yeah, you know, it's 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 funny, but they would they know how much this means to me without even really knowing the full story. Do you know what I mean? So the coolest thing for me is my boys love me not drinking, but they'll still draw beer because they yeah, find because that's two two glasses clinking together with beer in them. Yes, yeah, what the drawing they, they think it's funny because I'm beating my addiction. So let's let's play around with dad and let's show him a couple of beers, oh, you know, because he can handle that shit now, you know. So that's that's basically Dylan done the same. He drew a big fat man with a beard and a big nose. He he kept on saying that I have I, I just about have hair left, and um, uh, he wrote so much stuff. I don't know if you if you've ever heard of a cartoon called Peppa Pig. Have you got Peppa Pig in there? Right. Yeah. So Peppa Pig is a, <laughs> is a family of pigs. And Peppa Pig's got, a, she's, a, she's a bit sassy, you know, like some of the, some of the, some of the women on IAS can be called <laughs> Peppa Pig. I'm going to get killed for this. Um, but she's really sassy. She's the daughter. And then you've got Daddy Pig, and he's like a big fat pig. So he wrote celebrity looking like Daddy Pig. So I am Daddy Pig. Yeah, that's what I get off a 14-year-old. And um, but the boys done, you know, lovely cards and it was just yeah, just breaking my balls, as they say in New York. And um, then my daughter drew me a really cool card. It was a shirt and tie, and I had a pocket and I had a 20 pence piece inside the pocket and shooting out. And I said, What's this 20p for? Like so user talking sense over in America or whatever. And she had drawn a rectangular scratch card type thing and it was up to me if I wanted to gamble or not did I want to gamble this cup of tea that she was guaranteeing me for Father's Day did I want to gamble this and I had like 15 squares and I said I'll gamble I'll play your game okay let's go and I started doing these scratch cards and the first one I won beans on toast she had to make me <laughs> beans on toast and I was like I had a big smile on my face I was like yeah I'll take that all day long and then I won like another cup of tea and something else. But then I got a forfeit. I had a bad square where I had to go to the shop and buy my kids more sweets. <laughs> so I, play, I, I played along anyway, because I buy them treats all the time anyway. But I made sure that she knew that I'd land on a bad square. And I was like, oh, God, no. I'd land on a bad square and I have to buy. And she sweets. loved that, huh? He melted that up. She was laughing her head off and it's just really that but that's a lot of effort that then that them kids put in a lot of effort to make you can go down into a shop and you can buy a card and you can write happy father's day and you won't remember hardly a thing that's written that thing these cards we have a box so we have a box until they get to 18 it's like a chest like it's, it's like a pirate's chest box we put every card everything from school you know all the really cool results and stuff like that and 
we have baby toys in that box. So all these cards will run there. And it's just like, like a time capsule. And we haven't touched that. We just put things in it and forget about them. And then we'll open it whenever they're 18 or 21. And that they'll come out again. It's just really cool. Yeah, that's so, yeah. badass. Yeah. So, but for me as a dad and being sober, and after a year, it was, it was, it was kind of hard because you had these milestones. I say so you were just getting sober last year yeah during father's day yeah well after my son came to stay with me um he had stayed for five weeks because he had his own issues and whenever he moved in whenever i touched on that story in the last podcast we done yeah and um, whenever he stayed i just continued to uh you know try again i guess and I always faltered around the two, three months mark. Remember I said that to you before? Yeah. And um, this time, lo and behold, uh, I'm still going. So, you know, for every single person listening to this and what I get out of the community and doing Zooms and this podcast is you just never give up. Never, ever give up. You know, it takes many, many attempts and you might work out certain ways of doing things and other things might not work and as you you stated before you'll steal ideas off other people that's cool as fuck because you need to take what works for you and then you have to add to them and that's kind of what i kind of do and i use a lot of humor i love i mean what's the the, the best sound for me is laughter if anybody's laughing then that's that's a good thing. and that's what that's the one thing that i'm, I'm trying to make uh, that I hope everybody understands that you're using, you use a lot of Irish humor and yeah. not to take a lot of your humor so serious. That's how you guys, when you, I guess if an Irishman likes you, he's going to jab at you, huh? <laughs> yeah, all the time. Like my brother-in-law came here today um, he only lives, he lives a couple months away. And he came in and my wife said, did you see the card that the kids made? And he was laughing and said, oh, all the abuse my kids was giving me. And then he gave me abuse. <laughs> That's just the way it is. <laughs> right. And I remember, I remember, I didn't say in the last one, but my wife broke her ankle. Like she, she was going to, um, her brother had got a, a, his first place and she bought him a microwave oven and she was carrying it from the car round like, there was a path but there was a piece of grass and she she just decided to take a shortcut she walks over the grass that was really slippy she slipped the weight of the micro microwave fell and she heard this and she busted her ankle and um, so she was so she came she hobbled around to her dad's who is he's like he's like he's literally one minute away and then their dad was saying, like, oh, this is really bad. And so she hobbled round to her house and knocked the front door. And I opened up the front door and she said, Do you think I've broke my ankle? <laughs> right. And I looked down and I can't explain, like, I was like a football. And I was like, I can't even see your ankle. <laughs> it's fucking small. That's busted. Like, I like, what the fuck are you doing? And she worked in a hospital and she knew that she wouldn't be seen that evening. She said, I'm better going in the morning because there's a switchover. I swear to God, this is true. And she said, I'm taking a couple of painkillers. Help me up into bed. I'll elevate my foot and I'll go in the morning. <laughs> right? That's the evening. She first broke her ankle. She's not going to A&E. That's an accident of emergency. She's not going there. She's going to bed. 
this is harsh. <laughs> so then I got up the next morning, take her to the hospital. They say, right, oh, definitely broke. We'll just do a scan, whatever. She's put in a cast. And then me being Irish, I turned around. I said, you would do anything to get out of the dishes. You know, you'd do anything. <laughs> and I'm wheeling her out of the hospital. And that's just the way, that's just the way it is here. You know, and then whenever she whenever she came home, everybody gets well wishing cards and stuff like that. And, you know, you're going to be okay. And then after about 10 minutes and there's a cup of tea made and the, her brothers and sisters and all calling around, they just give her abuse. <laughs> They're just like, you <laughs> wanted two months off work. Like, you're a lazy bitch. You know, that's just the way it is. It's just so, that's funny. Yeah. So you're really rocking sobriety with your family, aren't you? Yeah, well, with... It was my, my wife and I's uh, anniversary on the 11th of June, and we had booked a hotel called the Titanic. And I'm sure that everybody knows that these Irish people built this Titanic ship. You know that ship? Oh, is that who <laughs> built it? It's quite a famous ship that sank. Yeah. We're good at sinking things. We're good at sinking pints and vodka and stuff like this. <laughs> right. too, like, you know? So, um, yeah, the Titanic Hotel is right beside the shipyard where it was built. And there's like, there's so much history and stuff. So we booked there, went out for a meal. And this is what I really wanted to say. I've heard quite a lot of people saying like, you know, with the pandemic and everything lifting up, um, how they were going to react if they go to a pub or bar or stuff, stuff like that. And my anxiety levels had, one, had got quite high because this was the first time, well, that me and my wife had been out in a long time and the dynamics always change, you know, with partners because your partner. But you went out with your brother. Let's just touch this real quick. You went out with your brother first to play pool yeah. and didn't have a problem, right? No. Um, the, see, my, bro my brother and I, we always had this. Whenever the pandemic came, uh, top of his list was to play pool. Uh, let's go and shit some pool, as you would say. And um, whenever the, the pub stroke bar opened, that was the first thing that we done. So we went to play pool. And like, it's so weird because like I'm driving anyway, I'm designated driver and I've played pool with him for years. So walking into a bar and, and get like, I love a bar. I like, the, I like the shape of a bar. I like everything about the bar, but I just don't drink. I just don't like, I just alcohol me don't mix. I'm sober now and I don't have to drink that shit. So my brother orders a couple of beers and I'm drinking like lemonade or whatever. Um, but I'm super cool. I, you know, that it didn't bother you at all. Didn't bother me at all, and I'm super cool about that. But that was the first. Was that the first time you went into a bar since um, you quit drinking? Since, since they opened, yeah. And um, the funny but you thing had was, a plan when you went in there, right? You thought about it that you were going there to meet him there. When it, when, yeah, we, um, as soon as it opened, I said to him, "I said, right, the bars." It was actually my idea. It's like I sent him, like, no, you have to go to the, you know, we have to go to the pub again. That we can go and play pool and we can have some fun. And the, the same typical Irish thing is, it's the banter, you know, the banter between two brothers playing pool. I remember you said something about, you know, uh, you said something in a, a post or something about, you know, if you if you snicker somebody. Remember you said, yeah. You posted yeah, and so if he, if he, yeah, like, when you snooker somebody that um, you can't touch their balls because that's a foul. <laughs> yeah, you can't touch something on Armand's balls. So he he was he was hiding them behind these balls and snookering me, and um, 
I was saying, you want dirty bastard. I said, like, that's, yes, it's, how many times are you going to do this? This is the only way that you can try and beat me. And I was whipping his ass. Like, I was, I was, I really hammered him and Paul. But, um, so we've actually went three times out in the last four weeks. You know, it's, it's just two brothers that really enjoy that time. Now, he's not out, advising anybody to do this, but this is something no, that you've been doing. No, this is, this is the thing. It's like, I've always wore sobriety. Like, I've had so many resets and I have had, people call them like failures or I don't like that. I don't like that. I think you're just finding your way. You're taking, you're, you're at stepping stones and sometimes you, you'll take four steps forward and 10 back before you work out what the fuck is going on. And your brain needs to reset. Everything needs to change. It's not just alcohol. Every single thing needs to change. Your whole life is going to change. And when um, you when you were going in here, you needed to know if you could survive in these environments too. You were finding yeah, that out, right? I, I'm walking in and it's okay with my brother, but then there's other people here, Drifter. There's other people. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting there going, okay, there's there, there's people here that I'm not used to. You know, I normally get into work with only a handful of people. Now there's a, the bar starting to fill up and, you know, there's still restrictions, but, you know, there's people laughing and giggling and they're, they're having a good time because they're having the first couple. Do you know what I mean? Right. And I'm sitting there and I'm going, okay, this is what it's like to be out now. And, but I was super cool about it because I knew that I just don't drink anymore. So it didn't bother me. And playing pool, then my brother made a joke. So I had these apple tizers, like apple juice drinks. And he said, you've had a couple of them. and You've won like 20 games to my four. You're not allowed to drink them anymore because <laughs> you're destroying me in this full table. I was like, who knew? Who knew that sobriety, you know, you could just have so much fun with him. And he, he has his own issues with alcohol, but I don't force it on him. I just be me. And if he sees a light in me further down the line, it could take another six months or a year. I don't know. But he might actually turn around in time and go, he's really proud of me. And he loves me bits. But he might at some point go, I want what he's having now, you know? Right, because really you're, you're a lighthouse like Elaine talks about. You're, yeah. you, you just shine your light and people will be drawn to you. So check it out, Lee. You didn't have a lot of anxiety with him and you've been there three times. No. But, so when you went to the Titanic and this is, there was anxiety, right? Yeah. So yeah, now was, tell us what happened there. So whenever I was sitting with my wife, I realized, well, if you're sitting with your spouse and you have to make conversation, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're, you're sitting there going, right, now what do we talk about? We can't talk about money. We can't talk about bills and our anniversary. We know we have to talk about, you know, what's happened over the last two years. Oh, shit, it's pandemic, pandemic. So I, like the anxiety is building up. I have to be, I have to be a really cool husband. I have to be like a sexy dude, sexy, sober dude. And I haven't done this in a while. I haven't been out on a date in a while. Like, what do I do? Oh, shit. I bought a nice, nice uh, new shirt, which I never wear shirts. I always wear T-shirts and wear one now. And so I've got a snazzy shirt and nice jeans. And the, my, I still wear my cherry DM boots. I don't give a shit. I'm, I'm going to rock it out. But I'm sitting with my wife and it's like a fine dining thing. Oh, drifter, I swear to God. I could, you would laugh. Like I'm reading this stuff up. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I don't know what the fuck I'm ordering. <laughs> is this steak? I'm not sure. I, I just hope it is. I'll, I'll order it anyway. So, uh, and then I didn't know what to, I, I hadn't planned to see him. 
So whenever I was going to play pool, I knew I was going to buy like Coke, like, you know, like lemonade. Right. Whenever I got to this fancy restaurant, I said to the guy, I would like a non-alcoholic drink. And that's the way I said it. My wife was looking at me. But because the sobriety issue for me was like, I've never done this before. I don't know what the fuck to order. And you didn't uh, plan it either. I don't have a plan. So the guy says, well, we have Bex and we have Heineken. And I'm like, fuck no. I'm like, no. And then I, I realized that he's he's mentioned 0.0% non-alcoholic larder. And I'm, but I'm, I've never, I, I have never tried. I've never bought any of them. I know other people do. But for me, it's like non-alcoholic drinks. I just don't, I just, it's just my opinion. I just don't see the point. I just don't see the point in drinking a non-alcoholic beer. And that's just me. But um, so he <laughs> got freaked out. I was like, don't be offering me Heineken. I don't want fucking Heineken. So then he, whenever he explained it to me, and my wife sat looking across then, you're making such a big deal about this. <laughs> you know, it feels as if I'm digging a hole. And then I just said, uh, have you got appetizer? I remember the, the appetizer I drank in the, the, the bar with my brother. And he says, sure. I was like, oh, get me a bottle of that. And then the relief, it was just anxiety. Just, oh, I know what that is. Right? I can get that. And then I had a lovely meeting with the wife and, that was, that was okay. But before we'd had the meal, we'd actually went to a different hotel and she had ordered, like, I, she was still, she, my wife still has a drink. So she had had a, like I told her, you might as well get a cocktail if you want. And I had a, a, another drink in there. And I was so chilled out. I was just like, this is the way forward for me. Like I can have, you know, a drink with my wife and not, you know, that, that part of it was dead on. Like, you know, I could talk away and we, we just chat for hours. Um, after the meal, she was still getting a drink. And the funniest thing, the waitress came over and she said, yeah, can I get these guys a drink? And my wife, Jolene, turned around and said, um, can I get a job box gin? And she was like, sure. And she said, sir, what do you like? And I says, can I get a ginger ale? Just a ginger ale. <laughs> and that's what she said. Just a ginger ale? <laughs> like, just a ginger ale? And I was like, yeah, just a ginger ale. Oh, sorry, with ice. <laughs> but she, man, because I'm in, like, we're Irish. She's, she's thinking... Are you sure you don't want a brandy and ginger or like, you know, some really, you know, like a spirit to go with your mixer? And I was like, no, I'm just good with the ginger ale. And I didn't have to. That's weird. Do you actually turn in something and say, sorry, I don't drink alcohol. I know that this is this is going to stun you that an Irish man doesn't drink anymore. But she was like 20 years old. And I thought, I can't go through this shit. Just, just the ginger ale, thanks. That's great. And then I laughed about it with my wife. But for people out there, that's you have to prepare yourself. Like I'm pretty forward. Like I wear my sobriety with pride. I've told people in work. Um, I've like uh, all my family know. Like there's nobody that doesn't. That there's friends that I fell out with that now know that I'm sober, and I I don't really have much feedback off them because I don't really see that as many people. But the the news is spreading. You know that Lee doesn't drink alcohol anymore. And that's only after a year. I couldn't, you can't, you can't tell people like life in that you can't tell people after like a couple of weeks, you know, <laughs> you're, right. you don't even, you don't even know your journey. You don't even know what's happening after a couple of months. Do you tell people you could maybe tell somebody at two or three months that you're, that you've um, decided to, to cut back or stop drinking because, you know, ABC reasons, you know, whatever, um, might be on your mind that might that could, could be a cool way of starting to say rather than just you know like day one I'm not drinking anymore and then you've got all that pressure put on top of you nothing as bad as putting pressure on yourself so when she asked but, you just a ginger ale 
Does it feel really good that you were owning uh, your sobriety right there? Honestly, it was, I just laughed. I just instantly laughed. I went, yeah, just a ginger ale. My wife's laughing and that thing. I actually thought to myself, is this girl undercover? Does she really know who I used to be? You know, is she just testing the water <laughs> to make sure that I, like, you really know sober now? Like, is this it for the rest of your life and stuff like that? You hear that so much, don't you? You hear people saying, you're never going to drink again. Uh, I don't know. That is the honest answer. But I do know that um, it holds, you know, I, I don't want to. But it's, um, that is crazy whenever you hear people talk about it. Like, you know, it's mad. Yeah, but it, there's a special thing. And I know, I know someone uh, in particular that has kind of battled that owning, owning her uh, sobriety because it's personal, you know, it's been hard for her to deal with that, but there is something special about being able to own your sobriety when you can finally break that barrier. And even with her recently, she broke that barrier and she was really proud of herself too. Yeah. And. So I'm sure when you first got sober, it was hard for people to believe that you weren't drinking, huh? My, my biggest fan would probably be, be the one person that we haven't touched on here. That's Mommy Lilo. Mommy <laughs> Lilo. Mommy Lilo. We got to say hi to Mommy Lilo. You, Hello, you, Mommy Lilo. You have started to adore that woman because we played a bit of a prank on you, remember? Like yes. we, I voicemail, and Mommy Lilo was in on the. How many times do you say shit? That was funny. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. pretty funny. That was funny fucking shit. So and then all of a yeah. sudden she's talking to me. Yeah, you know, that yeah. was yeah. I loved that. That was great. Yeah, that that was cool. And um, so she still asks about you. She'll say, How, "How's that guy from Arizona doing?" You know that that to me that's little um, droplets of communication that really go a long way. Cause she's 76 now. She's had her health problems. And I told you that she laughed and laughed. And that that's to me, like that's medicine to me. People laugh and you can have people on that or listen to this soon. And they might be having a really, really hard day, really bad day, you know, and for whatever reason, listen to me and you not are away here talking, you know, about the things that we have experienced, if that makes somebody laugh for like five seconds of their day and they realize, you know, don't take yourself too seriously. That's what I would say. Don't, you know, don't be taking yourself too seriously, but be serious about sobriety. You know, that's pretty, that's a pretty cool, that's a new statement for me. <laughs> I just made that one up. <laughs> um, you know, that's cool. like, you know, I'm serious. Like it's, um, yeah, don't take yourself too serious, but be serious about sobriety. I might get that tattoo. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I'm going to have to write that down. No, like, but it, it, it's true. It's um, it's really hard. I, I, I've said to so many people uh, that humor has really carried me through the darkest depths of time. And um, I know it's very hard for people to understand me at times. I know that Irish humor, especially if you're on the app and you're just writing down words, that it can come across a different way. You can maybe read that into that wrong. And, that's nothing that I, you know, I, I, like, okay, I'll put it this way. If I write something down and 20 people read what I write and say it's a paragraph of five lines, and you get 20 people reading that, you'll get 18 people that's on the same page, and you'll get two people that don't understand what the fuck this guy's talking about. 
Do you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, people will start reading between the lines. Well, I, I did that with you. Yeah. I'm guilty. I'm yeah. I'm guilty of that. <laughs> yeah. Literally guilty of that. <laughs> and then it took me to get to know you. Um, first of all, I had to squash um, about what I believed I saw, you know, and I had to pull myself back. And then, then I had to make an effort to get to know you. And then, did you, did you think it was like sort of, as you say, because we're across the divide, you know, like it's obviously there's different things. That you you would have a different humor, but you're a funny, you're funny as fuck. So whenever you say certain things to me that crack me up, and vice versa that's because we've got to know each other. Whenever you get people who are just coming along, it's really hard to, it's really hard for others to, you need to, you, you just have to put in the time to get to know people. Do well, you know not only I mean? that, but you, every, so much lo- is lost in text when yeah. you, when something's uh, written down and already for me, because I, before I got onto AAS, I did not do social media. I did not text shit out to anybody the only thing that I ever did was drunk text. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and, I, and I was really good at that and put myself in a bad situation. I don't even, I'm still learning how to communicate with people texting. I still take, I still to this day, just somebody said something and I, I thought, wow, I offended her because I don't know sometimes how it's being taken, what I've said. And sometimes I misread what somebody's trying to tell me. So yeah. It's already difficult enough. So then you put in the different cultures that we have, how we communicate. Um, the best, the best thing for me is like whenever you think of um, uh, the community that we are, we're, we're a part of. Everybody plays their own part, and everybody, majority of people are super cool. Everybody has the one goal, and that's staying sober. The, the other thing is as well is that we are all addicts. We all have an addiction to a substance that can in ways make us say or do things that we maybe not, we maybe didn't want to know come across. So for me, like even my humor, um, if somebody takes it the wrong way or, you know, I, I joke on the zoom calls, like the zoom calls, um, uh, I had some, I, I said it a couple of times. Can you imagine somebody on day one or week one and they, they want to fast forward to a year and they look up my posts and they go, hold on a minute, uh, is this guy serious? Like, you know, like he's, post, he's, post, he's posting songs and talking about, you know, he's talking about fucking uh, sex and boobs and fucking, you know, having a shit at a certain time of the day. Like, is this guy for real? Like, you know, what, what's he talking about? I, he, I can't follow this guy. But how many followers is this? Oh, I have to follow him. And then other people do it. It's, it's totally, it spins on its head, like 180 degrees. Because you get somebody who, I need that person in my life because my life's been so dull and so gray. There's no color in my life. So I'll follow this idiot because he, he, he doesn't take himself too serious. But as I say, I take my sobriety really serious. And that's why right. I show up. That's why I show up in the Zoom calls. I do the Wednesday Zoom in the UK most times. Now, even though I'm not on the app at the minute, um, I do the Zoom calls because it keeps me connected and uh, it's very, very important. The time that I have had off that, this is the longest time I've been off that drifter. Like, I honestly, I know people with a 
joked about it and poked fun at me. And I, like, I, if I dish it out, I have to take it, you know? Right. So whenever people joke to me, I know that I've never been off there for three days. <laughs> three days felt like I need to post. I need to post something. I need to check out what, what such and such is doing. Or are they still sober? Like that, that's anxiety. That was anxiety to me. That was all building up. I was like, shit, like if I, if I haven't replied to 500 people in, in, in three hours, like, oh, fuck, if I miss somebody out, and then you realize, fuck, and chill out. You know, if you miss somebody, then you, you, you can reply to them in another couple of days. They're not going anywhere, hopefully. I, that's, that was the thing you, you raised to me before, was that why did, I, um, why did it impact me so much when people leave the app? And yeah. that, was all, that was all from my story. I got abandoned whenever I was young. So whenever I see friends that I've spent a lot of time with leave the app, I'm like, where did you go? Don't go, stay. Because, you know, I know what it's like to be left at the side and you have to do it on your own. And this is really hard. It's really, really difficult. That's not bullshit or sugarcoat sobriety. It's hard. You know, you have to put in the graft. You have to put in the arse. You have to re love yourself you have to learn about yourself and not only that you have to get along with thousands of other people who have different opinions and different, different cultures different, different opinions. cultures different different time zones, different jobs different yeah throw that all in the mix and what sort of vegetable soup are you going to come up with ask chef <laughs> he'd be good at he'd be good at you know, you know man i just admire that guy so much him and calico because they have just this uh, balance where um, they're able to navigate all that stuff really well, where I, there's a lot of things I can't, I haven't, I'm learning to balance. I'm a work in progress, but those guys are just, I look up to those guys. They're, they're really amazing people. Look, let's, cause I want to get back to something. Let's take a really quick break and then we'll be right back. Okay. We're back. Right, check it out. One thing that I've noticed is as we're going through working our, our messes out in IAS, that these 12 steps are just like happening um, organically for, for you too, right? Yeah, it's, um, there's always discussions about AA and programs and stuff like that, and everybody's different. And I feel like, um, sort of organically, I've sort of taken learned steps without actually realizing. You know, there's definitely steps that I've taken along the way. That um, I remember saying to you in the podcast that we done last time that I've been doing them not in in a, in a line, not, not not like one, two, three, four, five. I remember joking about it and saying I've done it one, five, three, eight. You know, without actually realizing them doing that. And, right. Um, but the, the, there's a lot of people on there that are really, really strongly believers of that. And I really respect that. I think it's cool as fuck to be able to follow a program and to benefit from it. But me, um, I've, I guess I've done things my way. And maybe at the start, I hadn't, hadn't a clue what I was doing. You know, I didn't. We're so lucky that we have a community that brings so much to the table and they have their own ideas and, they, they, there's a lot of smart people on there, you know, that bring a lot of, you know, for all the silliness that I bring, like, okay, if I bring humor and if I bring um, a smile to someone's face, okay, 
and you have somebody that comes along and they say, here's this book or look up this or, you know, here's a here's something that might interest you or I've been doing this or I follow this person or whatever. And you get a sense that, you know, it's it's not just about one person. It's the whole community. And that's what I've liked about that. It's so cool. And the steps, the steps for me, I've never actually, I know something, I've never actually even read about AA. You know, I said, here, down, let, me, I, let me tell you what the first step is. We admitted we were powerless over alcohol and that our lives had become unmanageable. That had to happen to you. That's yeah, probably that. happened to you like every time you <laughs> freaking reset, right? Yeah. Do you want to count them? <laughs> Do you want to know how many times I sat in step one? Let, let, let's go for 250. We'll just get a ballpoint pen. Like, no, that's the figure, like 250. If anybody wants to beat that record, go ahead. And that that's week. probably on the low end with you. <laughs> yeah yeah probably this is a good thing this is a good thing though and then and the second one is we admitted we were powerless over alcohol or hold it we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity and you're still learning about your faith um and that's something that you're open to which is really cool yeah well i think everybody knows that one of my best friends rags is really really into her faith and the things that she would try and share with me, um, I think it's super cool. And I've mentioned to you before as well, it's um, whenever you're somebody like me who wasn't, who didn't really know what faith was, or I know that sounds mad. This might sound like, um, like, I, like I don't even know what I'm talking about, I guess. It's maybe because whenever I was younger and the story that I told, I, and because so many people had let me down and, you know, I, I didn't have much faith in, in anything. You know, I didn't have much faith in people, uh, especially with loved ones. Like, that's really hard to get over. So whenever people talk about Jesus or God or higher powers or, like, I've always been really interested in nature and spirituality. Um, whenever somebody like Rags, there's loads of people on there, but I'm just going to pick Rags out because, you know, I get a lot from her. I know that um, she's in the early stages of her sobriety again. Um, there's lots of people that I miss from that. And uh, I'm lucky that I can get an email or two from her. But she's going to help me, along with you, hopefully, and other people who I've, I've reached out to other people as well. You know, if somebody wants to hit my page and say, you know, this is how I believe in something and I, I think this might help you, then go ahead, fire away. You know, I'm, I'm not staying off that forever. I never said it was ever going to leave. I just needed time to set my, my sobriety and think to myself, right, okay, I'm learning so much by not being there. So whenever I come back a bigger, better Lilo and have that experience of saying, right, okay, I've been on the other side and I know what it's like to not have connection. I've seen there's been people who come back onto that and said, oh, like I really lost, lost my way. I don't want to lose my way. I want to find out like what really makes other people tick. So if the 12 and your, steps... And yourself too. Yeah. And if, if the 12 steps is something that'll help me in sobriety long-term, cool. I bring that on. If faith is something that's going to open my heart and make me trust people and engage and help my sobriety, well then, you know, I, I, don't, I don't want to say there was a... Uh, I'll, not, I'll not say her name. There was a certain person on that, you know, was going through a lot of stuff and 
you know, I uh, said a prayer, you know, for one of our family members that they would pull through, okay? And you probably know who I'm talking about, but anyway, just for this podcast, don't I? Um, I haven't asked to, to even share this information. So I said a prayer and lo and behold, I get this email and her daughter's doing really well. And I'm like, my mind's blown. I'm like, that took me a minute of my time to look up and say to the big man, right, okay, I'm here. Okay, there's people has been telling me that if I, like, if I show a bit of faith here, this might work out. And I had goosebumps on my arms. I was like, holy shit, this is, like, there's something out there, you know. And that's for a 47-year-old man to, like, who always jokes and listens to Slayer and Metallica and Megadeth and rocks it out. You know, it's, it's, it's maybe it's the way I've been brought up, the friends I've had, and it's, it's cool to share, you know. And, and you're 47 and your faith has just increased. It's, where- only begin- it's really beginning. This is the beginning. Like, you know, like, see, whenever I said to you, like, if I passed a year, that's monumental to a lot of people because not many people get that far. Let's face it. Like, there's lots of people that will that'll that'll join the Zoom, they'll join the Zooms or podcasts or the IAS community, right? And somebody'll start. Somebody'll really rock that community. Somebody'll just walk in and be like a breath of fresh air. You know, they'll add something different. They'll be cool and funny as fuck. Maybe not as cool as me, but you know, you know, they can try. <laughs> <laughs> they can try. Um, but they, you know, <laughs> you like that. I do. Uh, but they. Um, you know, somebody will come along and they'll just blow it up and they might disappear. And as I said, like, I wasn't really good at people leaving. Um, I think it's well documented that if Sober Butterfly ever came back, she was an original of mine. I would love to see her back. I know things is really difficult. Um, I can't mention her name because she's not there anymore, you know, and there was other people in that same crew that they're just not there anymore, Drifter. You know, I'm I'm there. You know, I just I just hope and pray that the day they come, <laughs> did I just say hope and pray? <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> That's really good. Um, you know, I just hope and pray that they do come back because I, my eyes is really open now. I realize how much pain and suffering that people get through alcohol, and it's taken me half a lifetime to understand that. And there's been things that's even happened today with me and my family and my, my eldest son has like lost the plot altogether. And um, I have to sort that out. And I was talking to other people about it. Um, but as I say, I've, I've, I've made so many good friends. Um, long may that continue. And they know that I'm a silly Irish man who at heart, you know, but I really do hope that I guess a lot of people maybe didn't think that I would get this far and that's okay. That's, you know, that's cool. I, I like opinions. I like, I like to have discussions, you know, you need to, you need to get into people. You have to ask the awkward questions. You have to answer these things to, to, to grow. And I really like it whenever the, the opinions come out and they say, but if they look at me now and they think, right, this is, you know, how far is he going to get? This is just the start. This is really the start for me. Well, it is. And, you know, you're talking about how hard sobriety is, Lee. Three million people die a year of of just the alcoholism alone. Who knows? Who knows the total of addiction, period? I lost my brother, um, who I I love with all my heart, 
to addiction. And that's one reason why um, I'm all in. I, I want to fight against addiction. I've got yeah. my son in the other room that um, if we don't get something with him done, he's going to be another statistic with heroin. Um, my addiction destroys families. And that's why we're here. We're, we're fighting. And so that's what makes it so difficult. Like with IAS, this isn't just an easy, uh, it's not like an easy place to go on and pursue because you have to pursue your sobriety and you have to pursue your recovery. And that means you got to dig deep and you got to figure what's ticking on inside of you. First, we got to get off the alcohol. That's the number one thing that we got to do. Yeah. Get off the alcohol and nothing, nothing even happens like how you're um, learning more about your faith and these other things that are happening is because you're off the alcohol. But these sober communities, I think are there's some, it's a difficult place to be at times through that um, IAS app, the good and the bad is building me because it's the adversity that I get into that really makes me dig deep, reach down, pull my head out of my ass and dig deep and figure out what's going on in my life. And that's what I love about this. And it's been a space where I can go in and I can post about it and that it, it lets me get it out. And then I can examine that and try to figure out where I'm going from there. There's really a lot, a lot of magical stuff happening in IAS where these steps are coming in organically. I mean, right now we're doing step 12. And that's having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps. We tried to carry the message to alcoholics and to practice these principles. Well, we're carrying the message right now. Lee. I just don't want you doing step 13 and, and then your wife will kick your ass. You know what step 13 is, Lee? Uh, you're going to tell me. You're going yeah. to tell me. It's um, when you're out there uh, being promiscuous and <laughs> that's step 13. <laughs> <laughs> you're helping you're helping more than sobriety you're trying to help yeah more yeah, than sobriety. yeah yeah yeah, I, yeah, yeah I, get, I get that i don't know is that in the book, <laughs> that in the book? <laughs> no that's just that's just common knowledge but it should be there do you, but there's a lot of people that that will tell others do not go out and don't be 12 stepping or 13 stepping right so do you want to know something that that's that's a good point because if you think that like i said i think i, I dabbled uh, I said this sort of in my other podcast before. Like, I think, well, I don't know what the percentage is, but there must be, uh, it must be like 80% women and 20% men. Would you agree with that? Or 75? There's a, lot, there's a lot of women. Yeah. So some of the things that I may say, or if somebody comes to my wall and says something, if they're a woman and they, they so they see this Irish guy with an accent. And he's a bit crazy and they think, I like a bit of that. So I, I'll talk to this guy and I'll follow this guy. And then say, I remember somebody else had pointed out to me that some, some of these people who write their wall, write things that you could never, <laughs> you would never think of writing, but it's just because I can take it. You know, it's like, because I'm Irish maybe, you know, I can joke about it. But uh, I've never, uh, never ever once thought for a minute, you know, that I would... I would never, I hope not anyway, that I would never say anything that really upsets somebody. I, I don't like that. I don't like, I don't, I, I mean, that's not my, that's not my game. It's not my goal. 
But um, so if there's women on there and they say certain things, I can't, I can't stop that. And I'm pretty playful. I like having a laugh and a flirt and stuff like that. But I know where my home is. I know, I know who my wife is and my kids. And right. I, th- I think that comes across pretty well. I don't really say, I don't, I don't really post much about my wife on the app because I believe it or not, I'm pretty private until it came to the podcast. Podcast was a total game changer for me. And I've told you that, like for me to get that story off and then for you to learn about me. So let's say it's just me and you. You've learned that much from me over a conversation and I've learned that much from you. And we become really good, really, really cool friends in a really short space of time. And that, you know, that's, as, as I say, like that's, that's blossomed. That's just, that's a natural progression between two guys who are on the same page. Well, so then let, let's talk about that because a lot of people, since we don't work, and they, these, this is more for the people that don't have a sponsor and they don't work the steps. And this is kind of who I'm talking to because there's no, for, for me, it doesn't matter how you get sober, just get sober. No, yeah. it doesn't matter. But I just find it really cool that these 12 steps like organically happen in your life. And then with us, right, our friendship is kind of developed into, and I was thinking about this last night, um, because I knew that you were going to be on here today, it's developed into something to where you and I encourage each other. We are like, we've almost turned like into, to put it in a recovery uh, language, it's almost like we're each other's sponsor in a way, right? But it's a friend and it's, there's no like, you got to do this, you got to do that. But we are always talking sobriety. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, if you if you like if you learn something off somebody else on the app and say, because I'm not there at the minute, if you if you would say, here, check this shit. I, I heard I, I was listening to this here today. What do you think of this? And then we'll talk about it. And then you know, but me and you always start off by jokes. We always have a laugh. It's just like we'll just organically say, like I was talking to you about my bile problems. <laughs> right. Remember I was walking the dog. I was busting bust for a piss. It was like fucking two and a half miles from. I was saying, you really know you're getting old. Whenever, whenever you're, you know, you've got a real good friend. Whenever you're sharing fucking bowel problems, you're um, just getting old. That's why you're starting. Just getting, just getting old and just, <laughs> just dumping a lot. So, yeah, it's um, no, it's been really, really cool. And can you imagine? Like, could, not many people ask you a question of you do this. So can you imagine being being a sponsor and like you know do you think you could handle that role or do you think that would develop you or is that something that you just you, you I, I, I don't I don't want to do it I um because I now look there are people that I see that are eloquent um and they know they know what they're talking about they've gone in they've they communicate in a in a just an amazing way I think that you have to have, there's a special gift that you have to have. I can help you as a friend, right? Yeah. yeah. But I don't think that I could use these, the steps like they use them. And I don't, I just don't think I'm qualified to, to do that. And it's not, it's got to be in your belief system. You got to breathe, live the, the steps in order, I think, to be your <laughs> sponsor. And then there's something about these guys that, they don't, it's not even about them at all. It's about 
the steps and they literally take this information and they're able to, to use it and not make it about them or how they would do it. They're going to give you this information and let you sort it out in your head. And I just think yeah. it's, I think it's the coolest shit that I ever saw what these, there's just a few, there's people that try to do it. I just sit back and shake my head going, well, that's probably why I don't do it because I'd be fucking people's heads up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's people but, out there and I think it just takes a special person. There's a trust issue there too, right? There's so much that, that, um, that goes into being a sponsor and there's some special people out there that I think are just fantastic sponsors, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's like, I always, I, I think, right. Sort of jump back to rags, but she sort of joked one time saying, you should be my sponsor because she was just, I was like a, I was a, a, like a sort of joke she'd sent me. And um, I was, I remember saying, I think I remember writing a reply, something to do with, I, I had really realized the, the, the real key to this, you know, for me, you can't do it for anybody else. You, you like, I try to stay sober for my mom, my brother, my kids, my wife, everybody. And I had to learn how to do it for myself. And it's easy to say, it really is easy to say, just do it for yourself. Oh yeah, okay, I'll do this. It's, it's hard, it's hardcore. Now you're, I'm not at the top of the scale of the drinkers that is on there. And I certainly wasn't at the bottom. I was somewhere in between. I find it extremely hard to get sober. And now that I am sober, nobody's taken that away from me. Nobody has taken that away. And um, that's the really cool thing is, and Chef, I remember Chef, he asked me a question in the Zoom call. He said, is there one, and it came from a really good place. You know, he just, that was just before the Zoom meeting was starting. And he said, is there any one thing that would make you turn to alcohol again? You know, and he meant it in a really cool, friendly way. And I said, no, I can't really. But I realized what he meant. He actually was meaning it in a way that you're doing so well that I don't want to see you in that position ever again. Do you know what I mean? It was a really yeah. cool way. That, it was a really cool way that he was asking me that question. It wasn't a loaded question. It was a caring But see, way. he's that, he's elegant like that. And yeah. there's a few people that, and that's exactly what I'm talking about. They're elegant the way that they can com communicate. Not me. I'm like, you know what? Get the fuck off the alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I'm sat and going, like, if I, like, if, if Rags was serious and like, like, you know, like we're going to meet up. This is the cool thing about the, that I've noticed. There's some people that have actually meet, met up through right. IAS and you, they post up the pictures and that gives me a fuzzy, cool, feeling inside because I'm I'm like that's one guy who's living in this tiny island in the fucking asshole of nowhere away from all the, the, the majority of you guys you know what I mean and I'm getting more American by the day talking to you <laughs> and it's uh, you know and I know that I'm going to go for a meet her family and maybe by a stroke of luck maybe meet you and a couple well, of other we were talking about that my wife and I uh, when you guys when you guys go to Florida that we yeah may fly down there ourselves. My that wife wants be, to go to Florida. That would be unreal. But whenever I was sort of joking about being a sponsor or something, like I just have to turn around and say, uh, just fuck right off there. Like, you know, you can't <laughs> fuck right off. There's no way, you know, but I understand that somebody who's been 
uh, several seven months and then told her story the way she did to you. Um, and because I've become such good friends with her, um, I know what it means for, I think it's really cool if you can find, it doesn't matter if you please everybody on there. It doesn't matter if everybody doesn't get you. Uh, what really matters to me is if you can get a circle, if you can get a circle of people and hang on and just get through them shitty days and we're all going to have tough times ahead, there's no doubt. We're going to lose people. You know, it's inevitable that people pass away. If I'm not my mother, you know, I would have no parent left. And, you know, but I have my whole mindset has changed because instead of worrying about when I celebrate each day she's here, that's the shift. That's wow. the shift. Of, that's the shift of my, you know, whenever you're drinking and you're depressed as fuck, hey, guess what? It's a depressant wake up you can't keep on depressing yourself you can't keep on you want to take like and then other people turn around and say i've seen you know before i left that i've seen more and more people switched on people want people that are drinking and they turn around and say to you like you know oh you're not drinking what's wrong with me you're not going to go up to a fucking heroin addict and say here there's a fucking needle just take a wee shot of that so you're not doing any harm or you know what i mean it's like because it's alcohol has been made to be so fucking uh, it's the biggest lie and the biggest killer bar one, you know, out of the whole world. As you say, like, how many people die? It's like, and it's not even, if you don't die, you're you're lucky, but then you've got all the other shit. You still might destroy your family. You still might destroy your own health. You might destroy friendships and uh, everything else. It's you not know? that you might, you will. Yeah, you, you will. will. You'll, yeah, yeah, you'll end up, you'll end up getting to a stage and, I know that, um, as you say, like friendships. I I miss a lot of people on there now. I like I I had a I had a date in mind whenever I was coming back. I'm not even going to share that because um, it was pretty ridiculous anyway. You know what I mean? Like if like well, there's nothing written in stone, uh, no. about how we have to. Do, there's nothing written down that we have to do anything any certain way. Period. The only thing that we need to do is not drink. And then, you know, like when you talk about a sponsor, I know my strengths and I know it's not, I, I'm not really good. Um, I don't communicate eloquently like these other people, but there's something that I do really well and I know how not to drink. And, yeah. and that's, and then I'm, I'm finding out, um, I, I can encourage people in a, in a, in a different way. Um, so I think when we all find whatever strength that is good for us, I think that's what makes the magic of this. And we're, we're not trying to be something we're not because this whole thing is built on trust, my friend. You know what I yeah. mean? I'm going to tell you one thing before we, we go. And so I took my wife and kids to a restaurant after, after we came home from our anniversary, you know, I, we, we decided, the kids do really well at school, got really good grades in their exams. And we, so me and the wife decided, right, we'll take the kids to a restaurant. We went down and so my kids are quite small. You know, my wife's only five foot two, I'm only five foot nine. So my kids are small at 15 and 14. And um, a bunch of leprechauns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. 
He's hit me. Oh, right in the balls. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, bunch of leprechauns. Fuck, you had to get that out of there. Oh, fuck, I get you back for that. I get you back. Um, yeah, a bunch of leprechauns went for a meal. And so we're, we're, we asked for the menu, and my wife turned around and said, like, can get two adult menus and three kids' menus? And my daughter, who's 15, said, can, Daddy, she's looking at my menu. She's, she's liking what she's seeing. She says, look, Daddy, can I get, order something off the big menu because I'm 15? And I says, sure. My wife's busting my balls about the price. And I'm sitting going, look, that's pandemic. This, like, we're, this things we're getting out. We, we, we would have we'd have, we'd have done anything to get a family meeting, our family uh, meal out. So let's do it. So she said, right, okay. And then the boys, <laughs> the two twins, or so, they pipe up. Like, go, 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 can we get something off the big menu? Because... Like we don't want to be kids anymore. Like we you know we were big enough. We can eat the, the big meat. We knew they couldn't, but we just went, you know what? Let's go. So we all, all ordered the, the meal and the food was lovely and we're sitting there. My wife orders a pint. She gets a pint of beer. And I had a bottle of water and my kids had, um, I'm going to say it's the American way, sodas. Yeah, they had sodas instead of Coke. Like, okay. And uh, see, I'm getting more American. And uh, so they, so they uh, so we're sitting down there for the meal, and then there's like a partition between the table and the to the next room, and there was two women, and they were, I was they were celebrating a birthday, and uh, me and the wife and the kids, the kids were just, I don't know what happened, but they were just having such a good time. Sometimes whenever you go out for a meal, and you have three children, three teenagers, you can't agree on anything especially two boys and a daughter and you have mommy and daddy who's maybe stressed out at work. We were just like, the jokes were flying. The Dylan was hilarious. Calm was hilarious. Amy Lee was doing impressions. That was just a really good family time. And my wife was still having a drink because she doesn't drink that much. And I was having the water and I was sitting going, this is cool. And across in the next table was this, these two women celebrating a birthday and they had this tray and on the tray was like a shape of a tree. And I'm sure there's maybe even people out there that have seen these before, but it's like a cocktail tree. So there's like 10 cocktails and these branches and it cost a fortune to, to buy. And that looks, this tree looks cool as fuck and all the drinks. That, that would have been the old me. I'd have been up for that. Like, you know, my addiction would have been saying. So oh, it's a tree over. that's got drinks hanging all yeah, over it. all over. And at the bottom, they have 10. Like, so for every cocktail, they had a Prosecco shot for each one. So you take this cocktail and you have a Prosecco shot. There's only two women drinking this shit. And um, they're, they're laughing and, and whatever. And then we, so we ordered desserts. And I actually ordered my wife a cocktail. But my wife doesn't drink as much. And that's the thing. For me and her, like, I can sit. My wife is what chef would call a normie. She doesn't drink an awful lot. She have a couple she'll have a cup of coffee after it and she'll go home. She's not crazy. And her wife, her mom died of alcoholism. So, you know, if, if my wife ever turned around and said she'd never drink again, I would, that, uh, I, I don't put that on her. Do you know what I mean? I just, right. as, long as, as long as our relationship's good and we work. So, but the funny thing for me was I'm sitting there and my family and my kids is all laughing their asses off. And I'm drinking a bottle of water and I'm thinking ahead. I'm playing the tape forward of these other two that's sitting across from me. And I'm going, 10 cocktails, 10 Prosecco shots. You're not going to look too sexy 
and in a couple of hours time, you're going to be a fucking mess. And that, I had an epiphany right there and then. I was around the right side of the table. I was in the right side of that partition. I was having a really good time and I didn't have to suffer or pay anything extra or, you know, well, maybe pay extra for the kids. Is right. But, you know, I, I left that restaurant and I knew that them women were believing that they were going to have the time of their lives. I would love to have seen what state they were in at the end and how they portrayed what a good night was. And for, especially for younger people, Drifter, younger people listening to this, like the 20 to 30-year-olds, like, can you remember them days? <laughs> hey, <laughs> we know. have some really badass um, younger people on here because we have, like, Todd and Molly. And they're yeah. both, uh, Molly yeah. was, what, 32 and Todd is 34. Badass younger people. Yeah, and I, like... I've been very lucky. I've I've been in a breakout room with Molly a couple of times, and um, I just like for younger people. And it, my my son's twenty one. My eldest son's twenty one, and he's having a really hard time. And I know what it takes now to like. I'm not saying like I'm excited for for going like we're going away not this Saturday but the following Saturday. We go to Donegal, a uh, place in Ireland. It's lovely. It's right beside the sea. We've uh, booked um, a bungalow at Houses 10. So if anybody wants to come along and knock the door, see, meet a family of leprechauns, <laughs> come, let's go. Um, and, so where, you know, where are you going again? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you because you, you called me a leprechaun. So um, <laughs> a place called Donegal. It's Donegal. It's, uh, Donegal. It's D-O-N-E-G-A-L, Donegal. It's a lovely, lovely place. Um, uh, and I've been there once so this will be the second time it's like a two and a half hour drive and that's nothing to you so um, it's it's a really I'm really looking forward to that because I can just chill the fuck out read a couple of books you know spend time with the kids at the beach it's literally like a two minute walk it's like a pebble beach but then you can drive 10 miles down the road and it's like sand that you would never believe you see all these things like the Bahamas and stuff like that. It's like and fucking hard anybody there. It's like a paradise. And um, we have a few things planned, but this is all, this is sobriety, man. This is like, the coolest thing for me to tell anybody now is like, why does everybody, why does everybody say forever or ask that million dollar question? Like, oh, really? Do we have to do this for the rest of our lives? Instead of saying to yourself, if there's, Millions of people all over the world and they're drinking. They're all doing the same fucking silly shit. We see it time and time again, the shit shows from whatever age. If you imagine 18 to 21 year olds, I think it's 21, you have to be over in America to drink, okay? Over here it's 18. And you see all these sexy girls out and they're fucking dressed up to the, you know, they're wearing really cool fucking outfits. And at the end of the night, they're crawling out of the clubs and they're like, they're holding their high heels and their feet are, dirty and their mascaras all run like fuck they're not they're no, they don't look too sexy at the end of the night you know what i mean and no, we no. all we, we all forget about that but like this man whenever we're going out drinking and we're trying to in my early days and i was trying to date people fucking what state was i in like chatting up these people like i had no clue what i was even fucking doing so you're 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 right there you're a ticking time bomb you have no idea what where you're going to end up or where you're going to sleep or you know, when you think about that as, as kids that young, it's like, that's, that's scary. 
you know, and I, I'm 47 now and I'm only like fucking, I'm really waking up to this. The more I talk about it, the more I get fucking ser- really serious about this shit. I, I, I ram it home to people at work. There's a guy that I work with and he drinks all the time. He, he's starting to piss me off because he's convincing himself he's having a good time. He's had more time off work this year than any other time. He's been off sick. And he's always saying about his stomach. And I'm like, you know what, man? That's all that fucking beer. You know, you can you not fucking see. And like, as I say, we can't, I don't know. Like, I know there's people out there and they'll do the preaching and they'll say, we're doing this in the community where people get it or starting to get it. So it's okay to say it. If I go out there and if I was like, if I'm out and I met friends from years ago and I was saying, I don't fucking drink alcohol, fucking stick up your ass, blah, whatever. You know, they'd think I was crazy. They would think, what the fuck's wrong with him? Because they haven't looked at themselves. It's really hard to look at yourself and change. And I'm still learning. Like, you know, like on that, I, I, I make mistakes all the time. Every week, I make a mistake. I'll do everything for my wife. I'll rub her back, rub her feet. I'll watch something on the TV. And then I'll set a certain way. Or I'll have it listened. And she'll be on me. She'll be like, you weren't even fucking listening to what I was. You know what I mean? That's typical relationship stuff. But the one thing that sobriety has taught me as I have a clarity and patience now to let the dust settle, let everything chill the fuck out. Tomorrow's a new day and we move on. Um, and I'm, I'm learning that from you myself and I'm 58. I'm 11 years old. 10 on, well, I'm 58. You're 47. Yeah. I'm 11 years older than you. And I'm learning that from you. <laughs> and people can't see this on the screen, but you know, like I look, I look 22 and you, look, <laughs> and you and you look you look 72 you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, I, have yeah. back, I have to get you back for that leprechaun one you know what i'm saying that's okay <laughs> man hit away because i can take it that's funny yeah. shit but you know it doesn't matter um who we learn from i mean look at yeah. i learned so much from todd i'm just so much all the time from him yeah and he's 34 from everybody around I'm just, I'm ready to learn whatever I got to learn to stay off the alcohol, because I'll tell you, I don't, every day I'm learning, I don't know shit, uh, Lilo, I, and this is a powerful, 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 powerful um, killer, and I'm going to stay in the fight, because now, now that I'm back in the fight, I'll tell you what, I, I'm never going to drink again in my life as it stands right now. And I can say that because right now I have so much going on in my life. It's so frigging cool. Um, and I had to fight my way back to get to where I was sober. Then I'm just not willing to give up. Last time after nine years, I gave away my sobriety. Lilo. I just gave it away and I'm not going to yeah. go there again. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, whenever people turn around and they say something like, you know, you're going to do this forever or something like that. And, and people say, like, from, from like, as I say, this is only the first step for me. We go back to these steps that, that we talk about. That I, I don't even do AA. But this is the first step. That year was the first step for me. I hope that me and you, buddy, are talking about this year, this time next year. And we've both had two years. How cool would that be? Like, we hit our two-year mark, and then we come back, and we realize how far we've grown again. And I know you've done nine years before, but you even said yourself, you just feel totally like you've really immersed, you know, involved yourself. Well, this is what I did last time, Lee. I, I was so busy on trying to fix everybody else. I never, I never nine years. 
I was worried about everybody else. And I never worked on myself. Yeah. Now I'm working on myself. I'm digging deep. And it's pretty difficult when you focus on yourself. I don't like, there's some shit in me that I can't stand. Yeah. You know? that's, that's weird as fuck. That's like, you know, I understand like there's sometimes I get up and I think to myself, who the fuck have I become? And it's not who I've been. I've always been this way. It was alcohol fucking hid all the things that I am. I was always kept like, okay, that's going to, that's going to come over across as ego shit. Like I always felt as if I was always funny and articulate. Oh, you are, you are, you know, but I didn't, I always thought I needed alcohol to be funny. You know what I mean? I always thought like, I need this here to, I need alcohol to, and then I realized I just got a Zoom call and I say something. And even if the cultures divide, some people will get it and some people won't, but that's okay. That's really okay. It's, it's good to poke fun at yourself. It's good to have a laugh. And the people, you know, you, we've made really, really cool friends along the way. Yes. That is, I mean, whenever people, if somebody's listening to this and they're one week in and they don't really know what they're doing and it's the first time they've been on that and they could have different, like that community has communities within the community, if you don't know I mean. And um, I'm like you, I don't do, I have a Facebook account, but I don't, I haven't posted that Facebook account for I don't know how long. My wife actually keeps it activated. She would share something, you know, that will go on my wall. But I haven't, I haven't posted anything on Facebook and I don't know how long. I, I was really tempted to celebrate my year on there, just to let people know. And then my wife had a conversation with me. She says, you have an app and if you do your podcasts or you do your Zoom calls, you invest so much time the people that were on Facebook who let you down, friends and assholes, you don't have to prove anything to anybody. We know, like, you know, and that really, that was cool to me. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't have to get that media frenzy shit. I don't have Twitter. I don't have Instagram. I don't have, I don't have any of that. I, I honestly do not have any other way. I have a handful of emails. Uh, anybody listening, like, I'm sure there'd be a lot of people would like to get to know me off that. Um, and that's cool. But as I say, I just have to keep my numbers low because I can support 500 people on that, but I can't have the time to support 500 people in my time. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, Absolutely. You, know, you, know, you know what I mean? So if I dabble, if I come back onto that and I blow up, like, and I, I share everything that I'm doing now, it's been a really cool experience. It's really been really cool to, to it's uncomfortable. You know, when, you know, whenever you get uncomfortable, you, you're not used to a certain thing, but then you start to work it out. And then you, you know, you, you fear something and anxiety grows. And then you realize it's not that bad. It's not that bad to step back and take a look at what you've done. Like I've been on that app for over three years and I left before as well. So even whenever I say about abandonment issues, I had left. So I had left all these people behind before as well. So I'd actually done what I didn't want people to do, you know. And, 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 and you've dealt, you've had to actually deal with that inside of you because you felt uh, responsible if somebody was going through something to be there for them. Yeah, that's really, as a, a, the one word that always pops up for me is balance. If I can get the right balance between the app and my home life, which sometimes it is a struggle. You know, sometimes I'd be at work and I'll have time and I, I, I would be able to 
reply to so many people within half an hour. I was really good at it. I could just go, bam, 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 you know, and, and, and reply. Um, then if I got home and my wife was working, you know, and if my kids were doing homeworks, I could reply and do lots of things. Then I realized, shit, I'm not spending the time that I had for myself. You know, like I'm a big music man. So I, if, I, if I actually chilled out and listened to an album first before I applied to fucking 500 people, then 500 people don't need a Lilo in their day, daily routine every single day. What they need is a guy to show up maybe once a week and say he's doing really well. And, you know, it, it becomes a thing. You need, you need new people to come along and carry that torch for a while. And then you become more experienced. And then if somebody needs something, you're always there. You can, you know, like Sarah was doing her speech last Wednesday and she's a cool chick and she was able to say what helped her. And, you know, that's, I'd already done, I'd done my year. She's done a year. You've done a year. There's other people that we're reaching our hands down and you have to drag them. That's, that's okay. Drag them along until they get up on their feet. And then whenever they're able to walk and do it for themselves, then they reach back and they do the exact same. This is what I, how I want to become Lee. And that's become, and I heard it from this miss and Elaine. Um, and Elaine was talking about being a lighthouse because a lighthouse it's, you know, it's up on that, up on the, the cliff and it's a light that's up there where all the shit, the ships can see it the lighthouse is stationary never moves and the ships come to it and that's with my sobriety i want to try to learn to be more like that where um because everybody's gonna have it's gonna ebb and flow um yeah our one day things are going great and the next day they fall out for three weeks four weeks and you're just you're hanging on to a life raft <laughs> But there's somebody out there that that's running that light on that lighthouse, and you got you can see that lighthouse, and you're able to get back to where um, you need to be. And in my sobriety, that's how I want to be, is more like that lighthouse. You know what I mean? That's, yeah, that's see, this is what I was talking about. Whenever you, whenever you learn things off other people, it doesn't man, woman, whatever you know, whoever's on there. I, I, said, I say this in the Zooms all the time. I say that every single person brings something to the table. And sometimes whenever people turn up, they might have a, such a belief in a certain way that that's, you know, it's just, you ever see like a horse race and they blinker the horse so the horse knows which way to go, but it never looks from side to side. It doesn't pick up anything else. It's just focused on that thing. So individually, we focus on our own sobriety and we have to look after ourselves. But at some point, you have to take them blinkers off because it's okay to get uncomfortable in your sobriety as long as you remain sober. If you're learning off other people and you challenge each other and you say, right, what works for you and what does this? I said to you before, whenever I do my year, my second year can't be, I can't repeat the same as what I've done the first year. Because my first year was all about just not drinking. That is, you are totally correct. It was just stay off alcohol. My second year has to be, what sort of person do I want to become? You know, do I want to be a leader or do, you know, do I want, uh, do people look at me and say, no, just because I've got a year, 
that I've got more experience. I don't feel any better than anybody else. I don't, I don't come up, well, I hope I don't come across that way. And I still want to learn every single day. And that's cool. I well, you're, you're trans, you, you've definitely transitioned from sobriety, which is getting off the alcohol, because that's where it all starts, get off the alcohol. Yeah. You are deep into recovery now. Yeah. You know, you're deep into recovery. You're challenging yourself. Um, you, you're, you've gotten to the point where you can walk into uh, somewhere and own yourself in that environment. And that's, that's pretty difficult to do. Uh, yeah. And, you know, and I want to, look, I want to say this again. I wouldn't recommend very many people try to do what you did with your brother. Just uh, uh, don't challenge yourself to go into a bar and, and have some, um, some games of pool. Uh, you got to get to a special place, I think, to be able to walk in the devil's den, you know? Yeah. And you yeah. did, you walked into the devil's den three times with your brother. And then when you're, you know, your wife has ordered drinks around you, um, you're growing and that shit's not even bothering you. And that's growth. You're in recovery and that's badass. You know, it's like, you know, this is a chance for everybody to come together and, 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 and be better. And um, I've been lucky enough through a pandemic to get sober. That's pretty, that's cool. And loads of people are losing their shit and drinking and fucking doing whatever. And I've got sober. And as you say, I'm in recovery mode. I, I've, I read somewhere it takes up to two years to, for your, your mind to, you know, your brain pattern to, to settle down properly. So, you know, that's, I've got, I've got a long way to go. But, well, um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if everything is written in stone. Yeah. Uh, Lilo, I mean, you are right now out there experiencing a real life. You're sitting, going out, eating with your family, having the best friggin' time you've ever had, sitting with your kids, everybody's busting up. Um, <laughs> you're, um, you've gone out on your, your anniversary. Congratulations, 18 years. You guys have been together for 22 years. That's yeah. amazing. Um, you are living, you're living, Lilo. You're living, you are, um, out, not only are you like sober, but you're thriving. And that's why I wanted to get you on here today was to, to let people see this about this is these are benefits of sobriety. And you're not waking up every morning wanting to die. You're waking up excited to get to work, you know, and, and it just knocked me on my ass a couple of days. But anyway, let's we'll do this again. We'll have some yeah. bullet points next time. And but I just enjoyed the shit out of this. We love the best thing about this is whenever it's, if you say like an off the cuff, as I said to you, you ask me any question, I'll answer it. You know, that's I'm as open as they get. And um, I hope that anybody who spent any time listening to this, if you're on a train or a bus or a car, or you're laughing out loud at some of the things, then you get the serious side of what we're trying to do. Um, and if we give hope to those who are starting off or even hope to those who are further ahead, I've heard stories of people who, have really been struggling for different reasons and it's good for them if they can come on to do a podcast or come on to a Zoom or even express it in IAS and say, I'm struggling and this is the reason why. And then we all learn from each other. That's, we do. that's just, the, it's just the best thing uh, for, for everybody. You know, it's, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's not about any individual on there. It's a team effort and that's the best way it's forward. It's how we are getting through our struggles 
the things that we struggle with and it's just staying off the friggin' poison you know yeah fuck, fuck alcohol that's my mantra fuck alcohol. Alcohol. yeah Booyah. Booyah. <laughs> all right everybody thank you this is silver town um you guys have a great day and pour the poison down the sink thank you lilo or is it You're lilo wrong. that's well you always call me lilo i say lilo but i don't well really then care. i'll call you lilo <laughs> you just call me lilo yeah i'll do that okay bye-bye